Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to the clinic. We are joined today on the Retirement Clinic by your host, Aaron Spitzner. Aaron Spitzner, we are live in studio. Welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. I should know your official title at the Kowal Investment Group. You know, all you financial advisors have these acronyms. Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't expect you to memorize them all. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's but a lot I, of letters. I expect you to memorize them. Yeah, I'm a well, I'm a certified financial planner. That CFP. Yep. yep. See, you got it. I got it down. I got yep. it. Good to have you back. We are live, so we can take phone calls. Of course, we're going to address the market, the coronavirus, and everything that had to do with this last week's activities. As you know, the Coal Investment Group does market updates. In fact, Joe Still, after Trump talked yesterday, and we saw the market rally for about. 2,000 points, I think, the Dow finished up. Uh, Aaron, he did a live report with our own Benjamin Yount, the host of the show, and they talked about, and we're going to elaborate on that today because yep. there's a lot to digest. Obviously, heads are spinning. You've got a 401k plan. You're like me. You probably logged in a couple times just to check on it, freaked out a little bit, and then closed the computer and said, I'll check back next yeah. week. That's what I did. Now, we're also joined in studio today. I'd like to welcome back. Uh, Pat Worth is here. Pat's a CPA with ChoreTech. Uh, Pat, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. It's great to be back. Been on the show many times in the past. Obviously, uh, you know, if you want to give us the elevator speech, let's do that now. Talk about what you do at ChoreTech. Right. So ChoreTech, a full-service accounting firm, we're located in Waukesha. We do audit accounting, working with small, medium-sized businesses, mostly located in Wisconsin, but typically with locations across the country. Uh, so we'll do audit accounting, obviously tax planning, tax strategies, a big part of our business. This time of year, it's tax season, tax returns need mm-hmm. to get filed. March 14th, as we sit here, a lot of people are right in that wheelhouse. They are. So business tax returns, a lot of them are due on Monday. So that's a big tax deadline for us. Individuals, of course, April 15th, unless maybe it gets extended with the coronavirus. We will talk about that a little bit later. And I'm, and I'm sure accountants love that. Oh, we would love tax season to extend for another <laughs> month so that we can put in crazy hours for another 30 days. Why not? Oh, uh, gosh. Short tech, in addition to the typical accounting firm, tax accounting and so on, we also provide IT services, and we've got a great mergers and acquisitions practice do a lot of succession planning with business owners, fun stuff like that. So uh, along the the lines of taxes, maybe you do your own taxes, maybe you have somebody preparing for you, but we're going to talk about some changes. Uh, we're going to talk and update people. Uh, Pat, if they have questions as we talk about this, we'll open up phone lines. Same, Absolutely. Same goes for the market. Uh, Aaron Spitzner, we're going to start out by kind of recapping. And, you know, like I said, it was... To say the word volatile is probably an understatement, but we're going we're gonna to address that. If you hear anything that you want to call in and talk about, you have a question, now is the time to do so. The Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line for the Retirement Clinic is open, 414-799-1130. What are your thoughts on this last week, Aaron? I mean, what? Well, I, you know, I thought we'd spend maybe five, ten minutes talking about, um, you know, what had occurred in, you know, during the last week. It, it like you said, Paul, it's been a pretty volatile week. We had, uh, you know, the worst day since 1987. Uh, and then a few days later, we here we had the the best day since 2008. So, like you said, some some major swings in the market. Um, and, and I thought I'd, you know, first kick things off by reminding everybody that the economy is not the market. And um, 
you know, my wife and I were talking about that last night, or I, I brought this up, and, and she had no idea what I meant by that. So I figured, you know, I, I better start with explaining exactly what I mean by that. And, and really, a stock price reflects future earnings and dividends of a company. And when things are calm and, and fairly predictable, uh, we don't get much volatility because it's, it's fairly easy to, um, to really uh, assign a price to a stock. Uh, but when there's a lot of uncertainty, like we're facing now, it's hard to price future earnings of a company, and therefore we get a lot of volatility in the market. Um, so these days, uh, we have these big swings in the market. It's it's not necessarily because the economy is falling apart. It's because uh, we don't know how to price a stock. Uh, nobody knows what the impacts of the coronavirus is going to be. Um, so when you see these big down days, it's not necessarily that we're going into a recession. It's again, it's just that nobody really knows what is going to happen. Um, Aaron, we're we're in the radio studio, which has either Fox News or MSNBC. One of the cable TV stations is on flat screens all the time. I know, I don't recall, and I've been doing radio for 29 years, ever a time where I was watching as Trump was speaking yesterday. We carried that live. That was about an hour. He did questions and answered. All the health professionals are up there. And as he was talking, it's just going up. It was at 600, 700, and then it went over 1,000. It ended up near 2,000. Was that because of what he was saying, or or was that just to sell a buying opportunity at the end of the week? You know, I, it's hard to say. I, I want to say it could be a little bit of both. Um, I think when you get these big sell-offs in the market, I'm, I'm going to kind of uh, pr- provide some some commentary that some Wall Street veterans have been talking about, looking at this as buying opportunities, um, giving guidance to their clients is is something that we'll be looking at as well at our firm is, is doing like a rebalance in our clients' portfolios. You know, if you started the week or, or two weeks ago with 60% in stock, um, by now your, your 60% stock, 40% bond could look something like 55% stock, you know, 45% bond. So what you look at then doing is saying, hey, how much lower can this really go? Um, boy, you know, it, and if you're looking for me for an answer, I don't necessarily know, but I have some some numbers here as far as where we are within the depth of this market decline. Um, but again, going back to the to the rebalance, then you take that 5% extra that you now have in bonds and you use that to buy stocks at a level that's relatively cheap. Um, and what I mean by that is um, I, I saw some numbers that the market has now priced in a 50% uh, decline in profits. Now that's something that's worse than the Great Recession. And if we think that, you know, in looking, you know, do we think it's worse than that? No, not at all. Um, there's no, like, financial systemic risk going on. Uh, the financial markets are working the way they should. Uh, this is not a financial crisis. This is a an health issue. It, it is. And you're right. To separate the two, the economy and the stock market, I'd like, they are different, right? Mm-hmm. The economy seems very strong as it always has yeah. been. Unemployment yep. numbers and other factors. But when people see the Dow move like it did, the volatile week we had, of course they freak out, Aaron, yep. because they're looking at their 401k balance. Yep. So what happens then is you get some of that you know, herd mentality kind of a thing, and, and, and other people are selling, and should I be selling? Should I be getting out of the market? And, and you see a lot of that happen. Well, now here we hit these levels uh, with these, you know, the market, again, pricing in this, this major decline in corporate profits. Um, and, and, and you see some of the commentary come out from these, these Wall Street veterans talking about that. Um, you know, they think the lows are in. Uh, we, they don't think we're going to come up and run the 100-yard dash either. Uh, it could take some time to find the absolute bottom until we get a nice rebound. Um, 
But looking at this as now an opportunity, uh, you know, there are, are there are things you can do here. You don't have yeah. to sit back and watch. You can be proactive and make some adjustments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and from a tax standpoint, with a down market, there's really some neat strategic tax planning moves that you can do to take advantage of the down market. You talked a little bit about rebalancing your portfolio. I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the yep. segment today. Yeah, so we have a good teaser there as far as some of you know how rebalancing your portfolio and some other tax strategies uh, to maybe capture some losses in your portfolio. Um, to help offset any future gains, things like that. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Aaron, I mentioned any questions, and I know we're going to get a lot of questions. I don't know if we're going to take them all today, but um, Judy called in at the top of the hour, and I think she's got a question that probably pertains to thousands of others that have listened to the show over the years, and that is your 401k plan and what do you do in times like this? Uh, so I want to take at least one call because right. it might pertain to so many others that are in the same boat. Judy, Port Washington, good morning. Welcome to WISN. Good morning. I have retired, and uh, I was told by my CPA when I did my taxes uh, in February, January, February, that I should now withdraw about $10,000 out of my uh, 401k every year. And I didn't do it then, and now I'm wondering if I should bother doing it or just let it sit. But by the end of the year, he said, make sure I take it out. I am 71 and a half, so... Yeah, so so the IRS has rules after you turn age 70 and a half that you do need to start taking minimum distributions in your retirement plan, and it's based on your age and the divisor, and you do need to start that, uh, and that's required. So now, did the SECURE Act change The that? SECURE Act changed that to people now turning yeah. age 70 and a half in 2020 can delay that start until age 72. But they can still at age 70 and a half if they want, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they can start taking out right. really at any date they want. So so really, you do need to take it out. It. But the real question is, do you do it now in the down market? Or do you yeah. wait and hope that the market recovers and you get a little bit of better bang for your buck? Aaron, what do you think of that? Well, I think that there's going to, you know, uncertainties are going to remain here uh, for the for the near term, uh, but we do expect global expansion to pick up in the second half of the year. We expect the uh, a nice bounce back as fast as things went down. We we hope that they come back here in the second half of the year. Um, you know, if you need the money now, I wouldn't hesitate to to take a portion out of that out of your your bond allocation. You don't necessarily have to sell stocks. Um, if you have some bond exposure in your yeah. portfolio, you could sell bonds. Uh, that's what my guidance would be to my clients if they needed money now, because uh, then you're not selling something that is is down and that has lost money in the last couple of weeks. So back to her original question, would you take that money out now? Uh, if, if, if you need it now, I would take it from yeah. bonds. If you can wait, I would wait till the second half of the year. Okay, that's what I had thought. So I, I planned on waiting, but my sister told me I should be taking it right away and didn't want to. So, okay. That answered my good question. Good stuff. Right. Hey, thank J you. Judy, now also because Pat's here, the tax implications, you brought up a good point. You've always got to consider those and what's in your best interest too. Mm, typically, as I like to say, you always can't let the tax tail wag the dog, but there's times where you can certainly strategically plan for timing of distributions and income swings from year to year. Aaron, we've got to sneak in a break soon. I know we're going to get a lot of questions throughout the hour, but you've also got a lot of st material, Pat, to talk about today. Yeah, I think I think that'll create a good transition here, and we'll we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more taxes. The Kowal Investment Group. We're also going to give you 
Okay, you can give out all that social media stuff. You're better at it. Oh, than you I am. you always ask me for the social media stuff. And Aaron uh, Kowal is the one that says, "Paul, don't forget about Twitter and we're on Instagram. We're on everything." Well, well basically, I send them to the Kowalway.com. That's the best place to find us, right? Because Kowalway.com, and then uh, you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, basically, just by searching uh, Kowal Investment Group. But the uh, and the number to reach us at the office in Waukesha two six two five two two forty forty. You've added that Racine loco- location. Oh yeah. Of course, you're based in Waukesha. Offices in Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, and Middleton. And Middleton, because we are on WIBA in Madison, it's a Middleton office right by Madison. Hope you're enjoying the retirement clinic. We do have a guest in studio, Pat Worth, the CPA with Chortech, and we're going to turn our attention and talk with Pat about some tax updates and some tax advice, and of course, uh, Aaron Spitzner. If you've got retirement questions, you want to talk like Judy did about your 401k plan, we certainly welcome questions throughout the program. We're going to sneak in a quick break, and then we'll be right back. WISN and WIBA. If you've got a question, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open at 414-799-1130. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. With coronavirus consuming the minds of the public and governments, small business may have less formal policies and procedures regarding the pandemic than larger corporations. It's not too late to plan. So despite cases continuing to rise and markets being very volatile, here are some important things to keep in mind. First, communicate to your staff. Many are likely concerned about coronavirus and how it can have an impact on their lives. They are concerned about their health, how they can continue working as things get shut down, and how their financial situation will be affected. We communicated with our team this week what they should do and how our policies are changing if they get COVID-19. Next, while businesses are moving forward with more remote work, this could be a good time to move forward with some plans. Investing in some remote work technology can allow employees to work from home and not worry about transmitting the disease. Third, if you haven't already, create a disaster preparedness strategy. There may be certain types of insurance, policies, procedures that need to be looked at anyways, and now is an ideal time to make sure that what you've got can hold up. We are talking to business owners and our clients about how they can deal with the effects of coronavirus and on their planning. For information and resources on this, please visit us at thekowalway.com to learn more about how we can help you in this current situation. That was Aaron Kowal with today's Boss Minute, the host of today's show. We're live on the Retirement Clinic. Welcome back. WISN and WIBA. Your host is Aaron Spitzner. In studio, Pat Worth, a CPA uh, at Chortech, a retired partner, uh, a Waukesha office. So we're going to get into the tax implications in a little bit. We invited your calls, of course, the volatility, the coronavirus, a lot of questions. Let's go to Waukesha. And good morning, Tyler. How are you? Good morning. How can we help you? Well, uh, the quandary that I'm having is, fortunately for us, we've built a three-legged stool. We've got, uh, we own a business that's doing well. That's leg one. We own real estate that has income property. That's leg two. But then we've got this pile of money that we've put together in uh, aggressive stocks that's grown and grown over a long time. And I'm 64. And at what point do we start taking those aggressive stocks down 
a number of notches and put it into something more moderate or safer. Oh, I think you may have dropped off. No, I, I think is he no, still, I'm still here? Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So, um, well, Tyler, thanks for uh, for calling in here. So the um, as far as I mean, the, a couple things I look at is um, you know, are, are you depending on that portfolio of stocks for for your income needs? Not at this point. No, right. no, we're still working. Do you, do you expect any? Yeah, we we own a business that's profitable. We've got real estate that's profitable and. And the, the stocks is the third leg, which yeah. it is aggressive. And I'm just, I'm wondering, and I really haven't got an answer from our managed people that, you know, at what point do we start moving this to moderate or safer stuff, seeing that I'm 64, but still working. Yeah. So I look at it in, in two different ways. The first, the first kind of part is, um, will you become dependent upon this portfolio of stocks or is this something that you, you plan to allow to continue to grow and, and kind of pass on? I probably don't won't need any of it until maybe age seventy. So that's you know six seven years off. Yep. And, and all right. And then the other thing I take a look at here is um is, is how this recent dip in the markets has uh, has made you feel. Well, it's never good when you have something as uh, ridiculous as what happened uh, you know recently, but. We're still plenty good. Yeah. So, so then I, you know, kind of given that those two things, kind of you're looking at your your willingness to take risk and your ability to take risk here. Um, you know, I, I would probably tend to to think here once we get a rebound back, um, consider reducing some of that stock exposure a little bit just to help you sleep at night. Uh, but I also think it's important that you. Uh, put together really a comprehensive financial plan that includes kind of the business, real estate, and the portfolio of stocks, and see how it really fits in. Uh, you might look take a look at that financial plan and, and find comfort in knowing that you won't need that money, and therefore you can take risk and you and you can withstand these market declines. Uh, but knowing what I know now, kind of based on our conversation, I would say kind of wait for the market to to bounce back, and then you know consider maybe moving a, a little bit to fixed income or bonds, um, maybe this year, and then maybe. Put together a strategy for the years following to, to de-risk that portfolio. But again, I think mm-hmm. it's important to see how it also fits into the financial plan, and that's something that you know I'd be happy to help right. you out with. Yeah, it's a good question, Tyler. And I don't. It sounds like Tyler's not panicking. That's good. Right. Most I would think most Americans throughout this. We did a whole three-hour show. We took dozens of calls yesterday afternoon about this whole thing, and most people are just reasonable about yeah. it. Just saying, I don't I don't understand the hysteria and panic and. You know, we look on social media, and it seems like the world is coming to an end. We turn on cable news, the world's coming to an end. It's not coming to an end. We will get through this, and it will someday be over. Yeah. Yes, I... Uh, you would agree? Yeah, I would agree. And I think a lot of the questions, uh, most people that I talk to, they're not necessarily concerned about um, the virus itself. Is They're just concerned about what you know the panic and, and, and its implications or what's happening in the financial Is market. the panic worse than the virus itself? At some point, we're going to be talking about that. Yeah, I, and we don't, don't know, know because we, we haven't seen the final numbers, right? Yeah. We, we're just starting this. So let, let's take it day by day. And if you got a question about your investments, your 401k plan, uh, now is the time to call in with Aaron Spitzner. However, with Pat in studio, it's time to turn our attention to the uh, tax planning part of things, Aaron. Mm-hmm. There you go. And speaking of day-to-day, we in a few days we have tax filings coming up. Uh, Monday is a big tax filing deadline for businesses, and April 15th, of course, the big filing date for individuals. And they didn't change that at all. Everything, well, right? there we go. So people have probably heard in the news that 
Uh, the president's been talking about extending the tax deadline for everybody. And that right now is not law. It's not in the bill going through Congress at this time, but it's something that he could still do. So what does that really mean? At any time, anybody can request an extension of time to file their tax return. That's really nothing new. But what the president's talking about is if you're sick and you can't get your taxes together, your tax preparers say their whole office shuts down and they can't get your taxes done, what he is proposing is not only an extension of time to file, but also, and this is really neat, an extension of time to pay your taxes. So say that you have a tax return prepared, you owe $3,000. What he's talking about perhaps is extending the time to even pay that tax until, say, June 15th. That's still up in the air right now. The details aren't there. Interestingly, though, California yesterday, last night, passed a bill that said they are extending until June 15th the time to file tax returns and pay your taxes. For for state filing? For state. Interesting. Well, here's what's really interesting is if federal passes a law to extend the time, what about the states? What about Wisconsin? What about all the other states? Are they going to piggyback? Because it very well could happen that, okay, the IRS allows you to extend the time. But not the state. But not the states. And so you have to file anyway. And it is up to the to the states. It's up to the individual states. So that's all up in the air. Stay tuned. Watch the news. See what they do. But right now, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And then a lot of this stuff seems to change by the by the hour. It really does. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I mean, I'm in the industry. I mean, news, and it's it's hard to keep up. Right. Yeah, it was like when Pat started talking here, I had to quick look at the uh, the TV here to see if anything has changed on tax law. <laughs> I, I, I think sometimes we need to step back and turn it off. Yeah. Don't you agree? I think that may be the, the cause of a lot of this here. Exactly. Right. Turn off the computer, the Facebook. The face, look, I sound like I'm nine years old. Turn off the Google machine and just get back to life, right? Let's uh, sneak in a quick call. A lot of 401k questions. We knew that was going to happen, and we welcome those. Todd's and Hale's Corners. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic, Todd. Hello. Uh, my question has to do with uh, if the wash rule of selling a stock applies in a 401 IRA just as it would in a regular stock account? Todd, that's a really good question. We're actually going to talk about wash sales a little bit later on as we talk about strategic tax planning. But to answer your question within qualified retirement accounts, because those are not subject to income tax, you can really do anything you want. So the wash sales don't apply. Uh, so typically a wash sale is, okay, I want to sell a stock. I want to take the loss, uh, but then I still like it as an investment, so I need to buy it right back. That strategy inside of a retirement account really isn't applicable because it's not subject to tax anyway. And if you take a loss on the stock, it really doesn't do anything for you. In your taxable okay. portfolio, just the opposite, and there's some good strategic tax planning for that. Does that answer Actually, your question? Great. Yeah. It, it does. It's simple and straightforward like that. Awesome. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate the right, phone call. You. you bet. And we're going to keep the lines open until the top of the hour. We do have a, a few segments. We never skip the sexy segments, so that's going to be done today, I believe, with Pat. Yep. And uh, let's get back to our discussion with some of these tax uh, changes, I guess, Pat, right. or things we need to know about? Sure. So before this whole coronavirus and I was putting together my outline, it's like, what's new for tax filing this year? What do people need to be thinking about? And, and of course, the virus uh, takes over the show, but that's great. So there's a few new things. Congress passed a couple of tax laws back at the end of December. And interestingly, 
a couple of things that they did is they reinstated a couple of tax deductions that may uh, pertain to a lot of people out there, and they retroactively, back to 2018, reinstated them. And that's like the private mortgage insurance, uh, qualified tuition deduction, home energy credits. That's all reinstated. So as you're doing your tax returns this year, and you do have private mortgage insurance or anything else that we just talked about, look back to 2018, and perhaps, perhaps you can amend 2018's tax return and get some money back uh, by taking advantage of those deductions that were reinstated. One of the other really cool things that was changed back to the way it was was the kitty tax. So if you have youngsters at home that have some investment income, and the old rule was that IRS is like, okay, we know what you're doing. You're shifting your wealth to your kids because they're in a lower tax bracket. We know what you're doing. We're going to make the kids pay taxes at your tax bracket on that investment income. 2018, they changed those laws. and It's like, well, that's too complex. We're just going to charge them at the highest tax rate. Basically, that's charged for trusts. I guess that didn't go over too well because they just changed it back to the old way. They did. How do you keep up with these taxes? I, that's what I was A lot say. of reading. Yeah, that's, well, we and we it's, have good sources. And some people, I guess I should have asked you this at the beginning of the show, Pat. Some people work with a tax professional. Others do it themselves, right? Are we getting to the point where, it's, where TurboTax is going to be um, – not the best route to go because is it, are we are we making mistakes in other words well you could be so turbo tax something like that is good for the straightforward tax returns where there's not a lot of tax implications not a lot of strategic things but what's that's missing is what we just talked about turbo tax isn't going to tell you that oh you can go back and amend last year's return and get some money back or there's some tax strategies to take advantage of because right now a lot of people can't itemize they raise a standard deduction, which is good, but there's strategies that you can do to like itemize every other year and save taxes. TurboTax isn't going to help you with that. That's just it. You might be missing out on some. Uh, it's something that would benefit you in the tax front, right? And not even know about it, Pat. Yeah. So even though people don't like, to, I mean, people don't like to spend money for any type of advice, but to get your tax return repaired and pay money to do that and to get that strategic tax planning, a lot of times cost-benefit, that's going to save you taxes in the long run. Um, Aaron, as we move forward here, we do have the sexy segment coming up. What is that about today? Give us a little tease after the break. Yeah, so we uh, we talked a, a little bit about, uh, we, we hinted on the last call about, about what our sexy segment's going to be about, and, and we're really going to talk about taking advantage of the, um, you know, some strategies that you could do to uh, benefit from the decline in the markets when it comes to loss harvesting on your portfolio, um, maybe converting a portion of your money from your traditional IRA to the Roth IRA and why that would uh, make some sense there. Uh, so just things like that. Do you think that um, uh, given what happened Friday with the 2,000-point surge at the end of the close, that that made for a better weekend for Wall Street and your Joe investor out there? A better weekend? A better uh, weekend. Um what if it had gone down 2,000 again? Okay, Thursday down 2,000, another 2,000 on Friday. Yeah, that that would not have. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that wouldn't have been good at all, right? No. But uh, you know, I look at it as when when the press conference started, we just didn't know which direction things were going to go. Yeah. Um, and part of me was hoping that we would have 
had just had that after the market had closed. Uh, but because it, it did provide a nice rally, I mean, there's still, like we talked about, a 24-7 news cycle. There's new information coming out every day. We see all these closings that are happening. And Pence um, is going to be talking in about 20 minutes at 11 o'clock yes. our time. Vice President Pence, who's, Pence is running this whole coronavirus front. So there's a lot of information to digest over the weekend, and we'll, we'll see how that, you know, what what kind of implications that has on the market opening up on Monday. But, um, again, it's... It's going to be volatile for a while as we get new information, and I have a feeling until these corona cases peak, um, then we'll start to see somewhat of a, you know, some stability in the market. I think that's well put. And what do we call the sexy segment? It's wealth management and preservation, how yep. to preserve your money, correct? Yep. Yeah, so I think some of these strategies would be you know, very timely for that. What better way to preserve money than paying less tax? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Amen to that. Uh, we'll be right back. Pat uh, is joining us from Chortech. Pat Worth is a CPA. So uh, tax implications or questions or any follow-up to what we've talked about, along with your retirement questions or concerns, are always welcome on the Retirement Clinic. Remember to check in at thekowalway.com. You hear business and market update reports from the Kowal Investment Group Monday through Friday on both WIBA and WISN. Your host today, Aaron Spitzner. I'm Paul Kronforst. We'll be right back. Welcome back as we continue the Retirement Clinic on WISN and WIBA. Aaron Spitzner is here. I know St. Patrick's Day is Tuesday. All the parades seemingly have been canceled, but St. Patrick's Day is still going on. Uh, nothing has changed. Uh, your weather forecast for the rest of this weekend. I'll quickly pass this along from Fox 6. Uh, today's high is going to be 38, cloudy, no rain, no precip, breezy. Tonight down to 29. Tomorrow looking pretty good. Your Sunday, sunny and 40 degrees. Partly sunny on Monday up to 47. And for St. Patrick's Day and Tuesday, early morning, then mostly sunny and a high of 45. And that is your typical spring St. Patrick's Day type of forecast. As we, you heard the music, that means, Aaron, it's time for today's sexy segment. And along with our guest, Pat Worth, a tax guy, Yep, I'm going to hand it off to you guys. Yeah, so um, one of the things Pat and I were talking about when it comes to the sexy segment um, and really uh, some, some strategies uh, that you could be looking at here with the recent market decline. And we'll talk a little bit about that here with the first thing, really capital or uh, excuse me, harvesting your, your capital losses uh, and re- repositioning your portfolio. So basically what that really means is uh, given this market decline, uh, there are a lot of different holdings that you may have in your taxable portfolio that uh, have dropped. Uh, 15, 20 percent. Uh, one in particular would be kind of small and mid-cap stocks. Those are those companies within the U.S. here have really gotten beaten up. Some of those are down over 20 percent. Um, so, Pat, if you want to talk a little bit about what harvesting that loss would look like uh, from a tax perspective, I think that'd be great. Sure, I'd like to do that. So, sell a stock. It's a tax loss, and there's rules on deducting capital losses. That you can, what can you do with capital losses? You can offset future capital gains in the same year. If you don't use it all in the same year, you get to carry that capital loss forward and use it in future years. So, what benefit does that give you? It's okay, so you harvest some capital losses right now, you sell your stinkers in your portfolio in your taxable account, and then you buy something else. And we'll talk more, more about that in a second. But then, what happens when the stocks you just bought, go up, and they go up, and they go up, and they go up. And in two years, three years, you decide to sell them at a big gain. Well, you can sell them at a gain, 
And if you've harvested capital losses right now, you can use those losses to offset the gain in future years, and you're going to pay a whole lot less tax. Mm-hmm. So a really good strategy instead of just leaving your portfolio sit where it is right now and letting your portfolio recover, and then you're just going to have big capital gains anyway. At least with this, you can use some capital losses to offset it. Now, there's some rules on selling the stock at a loss and then rebuying it. So say that you own 1,000 shares of GE, and you're like, you know what, I've got a big loss on that. I just want to sell it and take the loss. But I like it as an investment, so I'll take the loss. I'm going to buy it back tomorrow. Can you do that? It doesn't work. Good question. Mm. Government's smarter than that. I they know what so. you're doing. They're looking <laughs> over your shoulder. Definitely smarter than me. Yep. <laughs> so you've got a couple different options there. You can wait 30 days and buy the stock right back. Yeah, so that's one of the things that we'd be looking at, especially you know in this decline here, um, is harvesting some of those losses. I think it'd be a great strategy. Um, the other you know thing that Pat and I were talking about is is um, really Roth conversions um, and converting some of that traditional IRA money to to Roth IRA money. So as we all know, traditional IRA when you take money out, it's taxable. Uh, Roth IRA when you take that money out, it's tax free. Um, so why would we look at uh, doing that Roth conversion now? Well, Pat? Aaron, that's a really good question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> How did you think of that? <laughs> so in a down market, you're selling your stock fairly cheap. Uh, again, when you sell stock in a traditional IRA, you're not paying tax on it because it's not taxable. But the conversion of that regular IRA to a Roth is a taxable event. So would you rather convert your portfolio when the market's really high or are you going to take that same investment and when the market's low, you're going to convert it? Well, when the market's low because it's much lesser value and you're going to pay less tax. Yep. So there's a benefit of that is you're going to convert it to a Roth IRA where you never, ever have to pay tax again, but you need to pay tax at the conversion time. So this may be a good year in a down market. Depending Just on get where it done, in other words, you're paying the tax is. right up front. Right. So it's not all that easy. That's why you need to talk to your tax advisor about it. There's a couple other things to consider with the rest of your tax situation, but it's a really good time to think about that strategy. Yeah, that, that's another question that I had for you. I mean, when it comes to Roth conversions, uh, I, what type of guidance do you typically give your clients, or, or are they normally, is it normally, well, how much do you want to pay in tax? Is that usually the question that you follow up with? Or is it fill up the tax bracket? Yeah. Right. Different people have different motivations. Mm-hmm. Some are, we don't want anything in our taxable account if we need to pay tax right now. Because we're younger and our portfolio is going to grow for 40 years, let's just do it now because it's, uh, it's going to grow, 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 grow. If you're 65 and the timing to start taking IRA money out is only seven years down the road, it may not be as strategic to do Roth conversions at that point. So the whole planning process is, again, a really comprehensive approach to looking at everything on your tax return. Where's your current income at? Where's future income going to be at? What are the tax rates going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a lot of different strategies that go into making that decision. Yep. Before we, uh, good sexy segment, by the way, I'm enjoying everything. There are some updates. The education plan 529, it's called, Pat. We've got a minute or two here. You wanted to bring that up. Sure. It's also a good time to to fund your IRAs, your 401ks, 529 plans, any tax-deferred plans. Get money into that right now so that you're taking advantage of the uh, market uptick when it does, and then you're either avoiding a deferring tax on that growth. 
So a really good strategy to consider that as well. Uh, speaking of education plans, there's been some tax law changes related to education plans where now you can actually take some money out of your 529 plan, use it to pay down your college loan or you, the loans you've taken out up to $10,000. Uh, you can fund out of your 529 plan tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. So that's something relatively new. And then Wisconsin also allows deductions for college tuition, private school tuition, uh, things like that. And the, maybe the neatest thing out of these tax law changes is now you can use some of those 529 plan to use to pay for apprenticeships, trade school. Oh, you can? You can. Like an MATC or MSOE or something like that? Yes. Oh, that's yep. interesting stuff. And as far as what's going on with uh, high schools and all schools that were closed yesterday, they're going to get back to normal at some point, right? College kids are taking an extra spring break week from what I hear. I just, I'm wondering where all this was when I was in school. That's what I, when I went to UW Oshkosh, I would have, you know, we get an extra week. Okay, not a problem. We'll just stay up here and have some fun and go out to the local bars like we always do. Oh, right? I was going to say, I'm, you would have been studying in your dorm room, right? Oh, of course, yeah. getting ready for the rest of the semester. Especially what they're doing over, is especially over St. Patrick's Day, right? Yeah, right. who would go to Kelly's Bleachers on St. Patrick's yeah. Day? That's yeah, right. That's not. I'm sure those places are all going to be full, and life will go on uh, this Tuesday for St. Patrick's Day. That was a good segment, the sexy segment, wealth management preservation, a different focus each week with our guest Pat. Worth here in the retirement clinic. Coming back with Aaron Spitzner, your host. We got some uh, final s- segment comments after this. Aaron, if I want to reach out to the Kowal Investment Group, we should give out the contact information right now. Yeah, 262 522 That's our uh, main number to the Waukesha office. You could also find us on the Kowalway.com. 262-522-4040. Yep. I got it right. That's right. And the Kowalway.com is a great website. Please check it out. Market updates on both WIBA and WISN Monday through Friday with this volatility. You get updates all day long on both stations. We'll be right back with the Retirement Clinic. Stick around. We are back on WISN and WIBA as we continue the uh, theme music for the coronavirus in this hour. And we had some tax man music from the Beatles. In fact, it's all Beatles music, I yeah, think, this yep, hour. Yep, that's what we had. We I'm a little slow to pick up on yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, we didn't pick that song on purpose, but I get where you're coming from. All the lonely people, yeah. yeah. This all, oh, my gosh. There is a song by Disturbed called Down With The Sickness. Now, that would be appropriate, I was right? going to say R.E.M., uh, end of the world is the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, yeah. they're all going to be used. You know that, oh, yeah. right? Be- It'll be overdone. Um, so as we finish up the show, by the way, thank you for the calls today. The questions that we got at the end of the hour here in just a few minutes, we'll give you contact information for Pat Worth and how to reach out to Chort Tech. Uh, but in the time we have left, you wanted to focus on, I think, a small business. Uh, some tips and advice? Yeah. Um, one of the things I thought I'd, you know, we'd discuss here real quick is uh, a credit for a starting retirement plan. If you're a small business and you start a retirement plan, you know, we talk about it a lot. Is small business owners, uh, unemployment rates low. What are they doing to attract or, or keep talent? And that is starting a retirement plan, um, simple, right? simple IRA, uh, SEP, I don't know if it, it falls under the SEP IRA or not, but I'll have that kind of qualify. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, uh, talk about this a little bit, but what the credit that these businesses are now eligible for uh, because of the Secure Act, right? So motivation is that they want people 
in addition to Social Security, to have their own little nest egg when they retire. And the best way to do that is to have some of these small businesses start up retirement plans of their own. And small business, a lot of times, don't want to do it because it's costly. Yep. There's administration or setup costs. So there currently is a credit of up to $500 per year for three years for small businesses when they start a plan to try to help offset those administrative costs. Starting in 2020, the SECURE Act majorly increased that credit. So now it could be up to $5,000 a year credit, really $250 per employee uh, as a reimbursement to the employer tax credit that they can use to offset taxes. It's a good incentive to offer this to employees. It is. It is. Yep. So, yeah, I think right now a lot of employers are doing this uh, because it's the right thing to do. And now they find find out that they get this tax credit. So it's something to be aware of. Theoretically, that credit could go up to like $16,000 in the right Mm. situation. Just a lot of changes and stuff. And we thank you, Pat, for keeping us up to date. It's hard to follow all this stuff, especially in these times where we're turning our attention to other things like the volatility in the market. How do I reach out to Chortec and Waukesha, Pat? You can reach Chortech. Find us at our website at Chortech.com. That's C-H-O-R-T-E-K.com. You can also call our office at 262-522-8227. Our offices are on the west side of Waukesha, just off of the freeway and Highway F. TheKowalWay.com and the phone number, Aaron Spitzner. 262-522-4040. That's the Retirement Clinic. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. WISN and WIBA. Thank you for tuning in. News is coming up next.